a turtle monster takes on not one, not two, but six monsters in seven films. And don't forget those beautiful space women. It's the Gamera Showa Era Showdown. think i'll ever forget the space women alex (laughs) it's it's not possible at this point um they are ingrained in my memory forever how about you yeah 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 they're 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 definitely will stick with me and so will florbella and barbella but i guess they're considered space women as well they are but they're evil i didn't know if you knew that alex which is like a little extra something (laughs) Oh, all right, all right. You like it a little evil. Okay, I got it, Alex. Oh, boy. Um, anyway. anyway. Welcome back to Monsters vs. Men. This is the podcast where we try to stay alive here at the bargain basement of the Kaiju Podcasting Airwaves. Alex, it is that time of year again. Considering this is the first year of our podcast. And it's the first, okay, what, what's the time of year? What is it? Uh, late summer, you know, we just finished a series uh, and, you know, we're kind of starting to wrap things up. It's it's actually pretty crazy, actually, that we're wrapping up the Showa era Gamera films. Which is our big surprise. Right? This entire episode is one wrap. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please don't. I'm kidding. Please don't. Please don't no. hang out. <laughs> yeah, don't don't hit stop on your podcast yet. Maybe later. We'll see. But uh, honestly, we've had some amazing guests. We've had guests lined up since the second film, Gamera versus Baragon. We've had guests in every single episode since then. And we have guests lined up for the rest of our Gamera series. And then I think we're taking a little break in our guests. And we're going to do something a little bit different with how we format get guest here in the future. Yeah. We're um, sick of our guests. I, every yeah, single one. Oh, of them. Yeah. Take this all personally. <laughs> they, they were all just big jerks. We couldn't stand them, <laughs> but man, I'm good at editing. So they sound like the nicest guys. Yeah. You just should have heard it live audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Everybody. If I had a list of everybody, I would uh, send you a parcel of, uh chocolates you could have come up with something better than chocolates alex i feel like something more creative something more gamma related oh why would i do that i mean they weren't that great (laughs) 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 well let's go ahead and get into it then uh because we have some things to cover alex so why don't you kick us off in our discussion here uh yeah so uh, you know i've been thinking a lot about the gamma show era and as a whole, yeah, we've seen a lot of people dismiss this series. Now, do you mm-hmm. think that this is fair? I mean, we've kind of hit on this a little bit in other episodes, but now that we're done with Super Monster, the big bad, is it mm-hmm. just seen that way because it's always compared to the Godzilla series? Or do you think it's unfair for it? Well, I don't know if I'm the one to write this specific article or not, but I think someone needs to write the article that is a reevaluation and a reanalysis of Gamera that actually paints a fair comparison between Gamera and Godzilla. Hmm. As others have stated before, 
It is unfair to compare Showa Godzilla as a whole to Showa Gamera because with Showa Godzilla, you almost have double the films. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first part. Then you have a greater diversity of directors, actors, character types, and storylines that really do make Showa Godzilla the superior. I'm not going to argue that Showa Gamera is superior. However, while Showa Gamera, it may not reach the heights of Showa Godzilla, it's hardly fair to say that these films are incomparable, right? Uh, We need to remember that besides the very first two films of the Gamera series, the intended audience is children. So we get more child-centered and in some ways more like imaginative storylines. But Mm -hmm. monster movies are inherently imaginative. So both series have actors in monster suits bouncing up and mashing into each other. And it's (laughs) up for us as audiences to build up those fights in our imagination. If you look at like the actual battles, which for, for many people are the highlights of these films, if you look at the monster battles, I don't think there's a huge difference between what we see in Showa Godzilla versus Showa Gamera. I do think, though, that it's sometimes easier to build up the Showa Godzilla battles because of the characters that we've grown to love. Hmm. Yeah, I I have to agree with you in a lot of ways. I mean, the series is so underrated. It flat out is. And I'm, obviously, I'm talking about general discourse online, but... It deserves to be praised a lot more. Uh, you know, I tweeted out not too long ago about the Gamera series, kind of jokingly, but also I was kind of serious about how everyone lied to me about the Gamera series mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. everyone did lie to me about the Gamera series. Everyone did lie. <laughs> so uh, it's it, this is unfairly maligned. And I, I get people not enjoying it for sure. I totally see. Mm-hmm. That kind of criticism totally has merit. But... The fact that the general consensus is that Showa era Gamera is not just bad, but inferior to all Godzilla movies is completely ridiculous. There are several that are just as much fun in way more ridiculous ways than some of the Godzilla movies in like really good ways. They're a a lot more imaginative than a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And while I kind of agree and disagree with you, and it's the reason... And I think it's because of the Godzilla series having that, like you said, twice as many movies as the Gamera series. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think the Godzilla action is better than mm-hmm. the Gamera series. But then when I think about it, what am I comparing? Am I comparing the end of the Showa era where Mechagodzilla and Titanosaur actually have awesome battles? Mm-hmm. Or am I comparing a really lame fight between Godzilla and Mothra versus Gamera and... Gauss, mm-hmm. because then Gamera has a way better fight. It's not even close. Gamera's fight uh, versus Gauss is ridiculously better than a lot of the Godzilla fights, actually. Mm-hmm. But we get a lot of bad too. So you can't. There's. It's hard to directly compare something that there's such a wide gap between when it comes to the variety of films. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. It's just lots of times you see these sweeping generalizations. Uh, where people are like, well, Showa Godzilla is better. So, well, yeah, some of the Showa Godzilla films are better, but not all. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I say most of these Gamera films fall somewhere right in, you know, the middle to low middle of the Showa Godzilla films. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Well, 
Alex, last week we asked our wives this because they saw each and every monster in Gamera Super Monster. But I have a two-part question for you. Who was your favorite monster villain of the show era? And which was the biggest threat to Gamera? Ah. <laughs> My favorite had to be the most ludicrous one. Uh, what, what would you have to guess the most ludicrous one is? Because they're all pretty... <laughs> They get pretty wacky. They all they all are ludicrous, but if if you're choosing the same one that I chose, it's gear on. Oh no. All right. I, I kinda <laughs> wish I had now that you've mentioned gear on. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. And, and that was kind of the interesting thing is I had a hard time picking my favorite. Uh mm-hmm. gear on is probably my favorite design wise. But what yeah. I really liked was Jiger because his ridiculous mm. powers are so amazing. Like you literally know nothing about what's going to happen next with this monster. Mm-hmm. Every time <laughs> he attacks, he does something new and goofy. Like <laughs> this is the face jet she. monster. She, she, that's right. And this, she is the face jet monster that can fly and look like just like the stiffest monster while flying around. It's wonderful. And then she'll get you pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so so well, is she's pretty is Jiger the biggest threat as well no 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 the, the biggest threat's got to be gauss okay. uh i think he's and he contends for the top spot as well him Giron, and Jiger, i really like mm-hmm. uh but the reason i like gauss is for the biggest threat was that laser beam i mean we we physically see him almost slice uh gamera's arm open, completely off yeah and do some real damage to, to Gamera, even more than a lot of the other monsters did. Like, cause it maybe because it's so graphic when it happens. But I gotta go with I gotta go with Gauss. He's pretty cool. What well, about you? You're 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 wrong about both of those. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what I'll say is Gauss is awesome. Uh, it actually wasn't in my contention here for top monster villain. Barragon was close, but as I already told you, I have to go with Giron just because he's so unique. He chops monsters into pieces like a serial killer using his knife head, right? <laughs> uh, which he also shoots ninja stars out of. Um, he just feels like a complete menace in Gamera versus Giron. Um, even he though does. he may not be bad, it may just be because he's controlled by Barbella and Florbella. Mm, yeah, I mean, they lose control of him and he immediately just wants to murder everybody. <laughs> Yeah, true. Very true. (laughs) Now, the biggest threat that I chose may surprise you, actually. But there's only one choice for the biggest threat. Don't say Virasu. It's virus. No. Virus. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yes. I mean, think about the wounds that Gamera uh, receives in this entire series. What is the worst (laughs) wound that Gamera receives? He receives a complete stabbing through his midsection, through his <laughs> shell, through his midsection. And I mean, in a, in a really violent manner, really <laughs> that's, that's yeah. an incredibly violent scene uh, for a kid's movie. Uh, oh yeah. It, you have to go with virus. Well, I don't know, Eric. I mean, <laughs> so Gamera, he had to go recover from his fight with Gauss. He had to go recover from his fight with Giron. He didn't have to recover against Virus. He just he took that stomach stabbing like a champ. He did. <laughs> he did. But it was it was really quick thinking 
and intuition, I would say, from Gamera's part. Mm. Because if he didn't have that quick thinking, it would have been the end of Gamera, I yeah, feel like. If he hadn't surfed on that squid, could have been a different story. <laughs> Interesting. Um, what about your... I guess, what do you see as your biggest misconception of the series? And is there a film that really stood out to you that surprised you the most? Yeah, so I think the biggest misconception is that... Well, I think there are two, actually. I think the biggest misconceptions are the fights are terrible and the kids are insufferable. Mm. And I think many of those that criticize the fights and the kids... These are people, and and I don't blame them, but they've probably only seen the English versions or the MST3K versions, which I understand, right? Those are the ones that have been more accessible until late. But honestly, these kids, they aren't as far-fetched as they're made out to be. And they really make sense in context of the stories that they're in. I would even go so far as to say that they're empowering for the children audience that Yuasa was aiming for in his films. And then, of course, I'm guessing your biggest standout surprise film is the same as mine, so I'll probably let you talk about Super Monster. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Did you say that? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) For Super Monster, you know, it kind of sums up a lot of the general, everyone's feelings for this entire series. It's just that whole series is bad. It gets too ridiculous. Like you said, I really like the kids actually for the most part. They're all entertaining, but there's just all these things that I I can't find why people dislike it. And I'm wondering, like you said, if it's the MST3K because the resounding, (laughs) the resounding hate for one movie in particular, super monster Mm -hmm. echoes on Twitter. Like you wouldn't believe. And, I think they're wrong. <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that's that's a little strong. It echoes even more so on Letterboxd, where it does. <laughs> the highest score I saw of the 20-so people that I follow was a one and a half. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, the 20-so people that have logged this film and have rated it, of, of those that I follow, the highest score was a one and a half. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, and, and that is a big surprise for me that I like Super Monster as much as I did. It's it is the most maligned, and you would think I would be all on board with that because I have that strong disdain for stock footage, <laughs> like you very do. strong. You do. But I was this movie surprised me like the whole way through. Like I enjoyed seeing how they used the stock footage to make a separate mm-hmm. story. Even if it's not quite cohesive in the editing, I liked it. And not only that, it gave us some of the best characters of the entire show era. I would actually argue the best characters of the entire show era. Kilara, oh, yeah. especially, is awesome. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, uh, as I've asked in our previous recap episodes, which of these films, Alex, do you think has the potential to change you? In some way. Or, to put it another way, did you learn anything personally by watching any of these movies? Yeah, I mean, not to cite a movie in particular, but the series as a whole has showed me that I really can't trust humanity to give me a good opinion (laughs) on a movie. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I know, I'm, I'm just giving hot, I'm not giving hot takes, I'm giving my 
actual opinion, but I'm attacking others for fun and value. Um, so, you know, I lost faith in, in humanity because of watching these movies. Cause I realized if they can't see this, what can they see in the world? So Gamera was where you learned to embrace cynicism. Alex. That's right. But super monster showed me that humanity and space women are truly the last redeemable good force in the world and redeemable. Yes. Oh, man, Alex, that is quite the beautiful message for you to end on. I'll say that <laughs> Super Monster also surprised me and taught me a little bit. And, and it's not that the themes of Super Monster are profound, right? You've got the theme of redemption and the theme of coming of age that we talked about last week. What Super Monster taught me, though, beyond those themes, which we've seen rehashed in film after film, is that you just need to be careful with the assumptions that you bring into a viewing. It would have been really easy for me to like bash Super Monster. Obviously, I see what everyone's saying, but mm-hmm. uh, I just don't think like if you go into it assuming or just kind of like with an open mind, I, I think you'll you'll find something in there that you enjoy. But what it, what it taught me though is like even considering the Godzilla films that we've already been through. Sometimes, like, after watching Gamera, I feel like I need to go back and give a couple of the Godzilla films that I was down on. I need to give them a second chance as well because I know I might have missed something or I went into a viewing and it was skewed by some sort of random bias of the week. Right? Mm-hmm. I need to go into some of these Gamera film or Godzilla films that I, I didn't like the first time with an open mind and, and see if it changes the second time around. I'm thinking specifically of Ghidorah, the three headed monster a film mm-hmm. that I was really down on the first time because I wasn't expecting aliens to show up. And it was just a tonal tonal shift for me. <laughs> right. In true. the Godzilla series. I forgot that you, that was the problem you had with it. Yeah. That was one of the issues, but once you're used to it and you know what to expect, I wonder how the film would play for me if I rewatched it today. So I'm, mm. I'm going to definitely do that soon. It, and that is something that's kind of, it's really followed me throughout this series in particular, where I'm wondering if I was in the right headspace when I saw certain movies, like the first Gamera film and mm-hmm. Baragon and Zegra, because I feel like I was almost unjustly hard on them, but then also I don't know how I could have liked the first Gamera film. <laughs> it's part of it. That's just, that's just part of it. And, and, and it just goes to show like you might hate a film one time and then you revisit it even a year later and have different opinions on it. So uh, I think, I think that's an interesting perspective to keep in mind. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, hey, before we get into our next segments, uh, let's just talk about MVM Plus real quick, Alex. Today, we have a special guest on MVM Plus, David, the Kaiju Apostle himself, a previous guest of the podcast and friend of the podcast. He joins us to talk about a couple of interesting topics. We're going to talk about The Good Place, Alex, which we've all seen. We're going to talk about the Godzilla fandom and the distinctions within the Godzilla fandom that set it apart potentially from other fandoms. And then lastly, we're going to talk about our personal cinematic journeys, um, oh. how we got into to movies and uh, kind of what our route was to get to where we are today. That's exciting. So if you're interested in listening to that, you can head over 
to patreon.com slash mvmpod and listen to this bonus minisode and our entire backlog for just $2 a month. Man, Eric, you just sold me on MVM Plus. I hope so. I hope so, because I think we're releasing actually some really good content on MVM Plus that everyone should check out. If you listen to this podcast and you like it, honestly, you're going to like MVM Plus because we just go a little bit deeper and we're also just a little bit more personal and off the cuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, with that said, Alex, we're going to get into our next segment this week. And to introduce this segment, we have a very special someone. Thank you, Kyoe, for that wonderful intro. I feel flattered, Alex. Right? I feel flattered. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not very many times that you get your name shouted out in a language that you don't know, but it makes you feel yeah. like... You've accomplished something in your life, finally. <laughs> uh, Cece is sitting you next to me, and she just shook her head and laughed at me. <laughs> As she should have. Well, she sent us some really interesting notes on Super Monster for our Super Monster episode last week. So we're going to go through a couple of these that just uh, shine some insight on some of maybe our misconceptions that we had of Super Monster last week. You want to get us started, Alex? Yeah, yeah. So, and this is one that since Super Monster uses so much stock footage, this actually applies to Zegra as well. Uh, when <laughs> when Zegra does those three slashes across Gamera's stomach, it actually is the Katakana character key, which apparently is, uh, corresponds with the kanji spirit slash fighting spirit or strength. So, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> she said that even even uh, young viewers uh, at the time would catch on to this, and apparently, it's also hmm. the first line of the Gamera March theme song. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I'll say this one, Alex. This is this is interesting to me. Um, so Zanon, who we referred to last week as like the character that was the Star Destroyer, <laughs> it turns out that Zanon is not a character himself. Oh, but it's the name of the planet race and planet and race um that that star destroyer comes from that star destroyer is a pirate ship the xanon ship and in the japanese in the original japanese that voice that we hear is referred to as the captain right uh not xanon <laughs> uh, ah. so xanon is the name of the planet in the race and that voice is the captain of that pirate ship he could be named xanon but he's never referred to as such. And also, Alex, there's there's a video game called Gamera the Time Adventure where you play through Super Monster using actual footage and can actually keep Gamera from dying. What? (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if he looks like a Macy's Day balloon. Uh, in that one as well, or <laughs> uh, exactly, yeah. Uh, she also said that the the uh, space women actually have a more fleshed out backstory that is not in the movie, and it's actually hmm. in magazines that came out at the same time as the film. Uh, if we want, if you want more space women, there's actually even a manga that was released in the '90s, Eric. So if you really uh, want, I definitely do want more space women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of, so there's a manga, but there was also 
a stage show that was put on in conjunction with the film. So, you know, Ultraman had that release recently where they showed their the birth of Ultraman, the stage show. Um, there was a stage show that was in conjunction with uh, Space... space oh, what, what am I even calling it now, Alex? Uh, <laughs> Super Monster. <laughs> I said Space... I'm not, <laughs> I was calling this film Gamera Space Women for a second. Super Monster. <laughs> that's what it, that, that was, that's that was, the original title, I think. That's what it should be called. <laughs> uh, I know Chris on uh, the Kaiju Apostle podcast does call it Space Women. <laughs> but uh, Super Monster, it used a character not in the film, the stage show did, called the Peaceful Alien. And it had on tights and a, hel- a helmet that looked a lot like a Sentai hero. So they could have either a male or a female play that part, depending on who was available. So I want to see, I want to see that uh, Sentai peaceful alien fight the the space women because they'd all be in tights at that part. Mm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, she also wanted to say, I, I think sometimes we might mix up our pronunciations. That she did want to confirm it is Zgra. Not Zygra or anything like that, which we, who knows? I don't we, know what you're talking about, Alex. We never get pronunciations wrong, ever. Yeah, it, it's the Hasai era, Eric. It's the Hasai uh-huh. era. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of pronunciations, Alex, one thing that we probably could never pronounce is the, the song played in the, the mm. movie, which apparently is called Love Towards the Future. And there are three full verses of this song, but only the first verse does he actually sing in the film. Kichi does. And and uh, Kyoe actually translated that part for us. And we may have to save you singing it for MVM Plus, Alex. <laughs> but <laughs> I will say, I will say here is the English translation. A voice that screams across the galaxy. Now is the time to protect the earth. We have friends, we have comrades, there is friendship, there is love. Fight Gamera, spit fire Gamera, for our loved ones go, for our loved ones go. Hmm. I'm inspired. You know, I, I'll sing it on NVM Plus, but my beat will be way off because I cannot remember. Is that it? Is that the beat? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> there is friendship, there is love. <laughs> A voice screams across the galaxy. Now is the time to protect. No. Now, MVM Plus. MVM Plus, where all the quality (laughs) content lives. (laughs) Okay. Oh, but uh, thanks, Kyoe, for all that information. Uh, I'm sure we managed to butcher that as well. Absolutely. And we will now butcher our awards, Alex. (laughs) Just like you're on. The first one, of course. Well, awards for. Uh, our our showdowns for our recaps. We only use, or we try to only use one film once, um, and they could be awards that we've mentioned before or not. So let's start with the coolest character award. You go first, Alex. Uh, it has to be Kilara. I I don't think there's another option. So whoever you picked, Eric, is going to be a disappointment. Uh, she is the only one to have that power fist. Mm. While Kiichi mm-hmm. is playing the music, she's the head mm-hmm. space woman. Space woman, uh, she flies a brown stained van that, or, or a van that turns into a brown stain. Uh, I mean, there, I don't know what there is to not like about her character, except for maybe she's just too perfect. <laughs> oh man! Well, I'll tell you, Alex, you 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 are not going to be disappointed. 
because I also chose Kalara as my coolest character of the Showa series. She's the only character who is an actual superhero, right? She is the final wars Douglas Gordon of the Showa series, but she's more beautiful, <laughs> more brainy, quirky, and lovable. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know if she's more beautiful than Douglas Gordon. <laughs> that is a, a hunk of That's man. debatable. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Now, I will say, of course, Alex, I like to give some honorable mentions on these recap shows. Um, Corey, our friend Corey on Twitter, uh, mentioned Jim from Gamera versus Virus. Oh. And I, I have to give Jim some love. You know, he his lasso skills are on point. Jim. Um, and he, Jim. <laughs> Jim. And he was in consideration for my coolest character, but there is only one choice for the coolest character of the show. Jim is a really good pick. I actually somehow forgot about Jim because all I could think about was Kalara. So, uh huh. I understand. <laughs> Understandable. Understandable. <laughs> what about your uh, most memorable line award? So, my most memorable line it comes from Gamera versus Gauss, and it's the Grandpa Kanemura who says, I can't help but think the gods sent Gauss to punish us for being so greedy. This is just a sentiment that I I think rings true for most of the series, especially the first half of the series, where Yuasa is really hammering home this, this anti-greed message. Mm. I like how this message in particular and this line in particular makes it biblical in proportion. So I, I love that line. Now I did have a uh, honorable mention from Gamma versus Giron, and this was Akio who said, "Grown-ups have no dreams." Ooh. I get it, Akio. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, what about you, man? I had my as you. I saw you post on Twitter. As you see, Gamera resembles a turtle. One of the most groundbreaking lines I yeah, say from the series. It's. It is the original Shyamalan twist. <laughs> <laughs> what about your Can't Believe That Acting Award? Uh, yeah, mine's got to be, you know, since I couldn't pick uh, Kilara again, mine's got to be Koji Fujiyama as Onodera. He's, yes, Onodera. He's one of my I've got to get some love here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's just one of my favorite bad... I mean, he's the best bad guy of the series. Of oh, the entire definitely. show era, I think. He's just yeah. so fun and evil. Just so yeah. evil. He, he's like he's the Giron of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He really is. I chose Kojiro Hongo, who is the Akira Takarada of Showa Gamera, mm. Alex. And he was in versus Baragon, versus Gauss, and versus Virus. Um, and... I don't know how long it's been since you've seen Gamera Guardian, Guardian of the Universe. I did my first viewing of it before we watched this episode, Alex. Oh. And do you know who the first human face we see is? <laughs> Kojiro Hongo. And it's uh, beautiful. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, my runner-up was, it was, uh, speaking of Onodera, it, this was Kawajira after he was stung by the scorpion in Gamera versus Baragon. Oh, where yeah. Where he... I can't see. I can't see. Dude, it's so it's it's pretty brutal actually. It it's, was brutal. It was brutal. Don't I don't I don't it. mean to make light. I feel bad about making light of it now. Oh, Thanks, no. Alex. Well, he rest <laughs> may he rest in peace. Well, I don't know if he's For actually sure. dead. I just meant his character. So, if I yeah. did somehow offend somebody. Yeah, well, there it is. Um <laughs> 
what about your standout effect award? Uh, you're not going to like me for this, but it's the Gamera Destral in Gamera versus Jiger. It's a good effect. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't argue that it's a, not a good effect. I'm with. Well, you. my first time. I actually incorrectly said it was shorter than it was. It's actually over a minute long, Alex. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. It's you lied to make a point. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, it's actually more emotional, though, than I think I made it out to be the first time I talked about it. It, it The music that is playing in the background mixed with the miniatures and mixed with just like uh, – I wish I had the actor's name right now. That's a shame on me. I don't have the suit actor's name, but he does a, a good job at just stopping at just the perfect moments while the music is playing to really build up that emotion until he reaches uh, the body of water there uh, and freezes after being stung by Jiger. You got to mm. love that. But my honorable mention was the Zegra star spaceship, the groovy Zegra star <laughs> spaceship from camera versus Zegra. And then, uh, Kyoitoshi said the car split in Gauss, um, which yeah. I thought you might have thought of, but maybe that's, we'll get to that. Yeah. And then <laughs> one other person, uh, Sydney Perkins, said the standout effect was the Totsu ECG system video to film effects from Super Monster. Sydney Perkins is a big fan of all those amazing effects in mm. Gamera Super Monster, Alex. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. What about you? Uh, yeah, you're right. It's the car split, the same as uh, Kyoe. I thought selected. you might go with that. I thought yeah. you might go with that. It, yeah. It's I, I just like all of the effects around Gauss's laser when he slices the helicopter in half, when he slices the car. But the the reason the car stands out is because it's a really great comedic moment that doesn't quite make perfect sense, but that's also part of the charm of that moment. Uh-huh. And so I I had to give that my standout effect. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What about your, oh, that's a good shot award? You know, Eric, there's not a whole lot that I was blown away by uh, shot wise, but one of my favorite. Cinematography of the Gamera series wasn't the standout part of the Gamera series. I have to say the moment in Zegra where the space woman, uh, she, she climbs out of the spaceship for the first time and she's standing on those rocks and she's silhouetted. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's a really cool shot for probably any movie. I really like that. Before yeah. she goes and like acquires her first outfit. I'm I'm glad the space woman get, space woman from Zeger gets a mention as well. Mine was well, I'll say my runner up was Gamera versus Gauss. It was that bird eye point of view shot of Ichi crawling on Gamera's back towards oh. the Ferris wheel. Yeah. That's a really cool shot. Um but my oh that's a good shot award. It goes to the original Gamera giant monster. And it's when he's at the oil shipyard and those explosive trains are being sent in his direction. Um, I really liked that moment and I really liked that shot. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, yeah, it was. That, that was the highlight of that movie, I think. It's, that whole scene was a lot of fun. Actually, that and when we, when we found out he flies, you know, we knew already. <laughs> it's just so... This it's true. I would imagine the people at the time would have just been baffled in a good way. (laughs) In a good way. Absolutely. Um, Well, let's go ahead and get into our rankings battle, Alex. Um, The rules, there are no rules. It's no holds bar in Moscow. Moscow. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm gonna oh, figure man. out a way to make that really epic sounding. We'll see if if I if I can do it. <laughs> ding ding ding. Uh, what was your? We're gonna start from last and make our way to first. What was your number eight film, Alex? Uh, I, I don't think this will surprise you and probably surprise everybody else, but Zegra is going to be number eight. Henry, the host's favorite. Belongs on the bottom. Sorry, Henry. I know it's your favorite. <laughs> what about Any you? Any particular reason it's at the bottom for you, Alex? I just, I, the, the first 30 minutes are a real slog to the point that it really, even though there are some highlights in the movie, it was not enough to recover my interest in the film afterwards, even though I am laughing at some pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. I will say Gamera versus Zegra for me is number six. Um, but we'll see what else we have before we kind of put our rankings together here. Yeah. Um, my number eight was Gamera versus virus, which was Josh Bugash's favorite. Um, versus <laughs> virus just didn't offer much new to me. Um, right. and I think the, the series transcend transcends versus virus in the following films. So it just doesn't stand out to me. I actually like virus as a monster and I actually really like the child actors in virus as well. Um, but as a whole, the monster action is very lacking. Um, there, there are hardly any miniatures in that movie. It is a movie with a very low budget it's, it, it may be one that someday deserves a reevaluation as well from me, but at, at the moment, it's the bottom of my list. Now, this one, does, the virus does have Jim. It does have Jim. <laughs> so, don't forget about that. <laughs> what, was, what was your number seven? My number seven was the original Gamera, the Invincible. Okay. Or was it the Mine was, Gamera Invincible? Yeah, mine was the same, Alex. That was number seven for me. Earlier on, I actually rated it higher than some of these other films. Hmm. But as I was thinking about this list again, and just thinking about what I enjoyed about that film, I enjoyed that film, I think, mainly because it was something a little bit different. But looking back on it, the, the other films of the series have just more unique entities, more unique monsters, more unique twists, where Gamera becomes something different than Godzilla. Uh, that yeah. first movie does feel like a twist on Godzilla and I liked it for what it was, uh, but it wasn't quite as original. Uh, and so it ends up falling a little bit lower here than I would in initially imagine, but I have it number seven. As well. well, that'll, that'll make it our last place movie then if we both have it at seven. That is true. Yeah. That that's, that's our last place movie. Then well, what was your number six? This is one I'm still like debating inter etern eternally. I might debate it eternally, but I'm debating it internally as well. Uh, You're gonna debate it internally, <laughs> eternally. I, I put <laughs> I put Super Monster at number six. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of wondering if I should have put it at five. Okay. Uh, but I currently have it at number six, and it it's just this. This is where the movies got good for me, where I actually enjoyed them. And from here on out, I really like these. But, I mean, this has got Space Women. This has got every monster we've seen so far. This has got Macy's Day Gamera. I mean, it's got Kenichi, who is yeah. 
I, who's Kichi. growing on me the more you I think say about Kenichi, Kichi. But I do, Kichi. don't I? Yeah. It's Kichi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have Super Monster higher up in my list. We'll get to that one. My number six was Gamera versus Zegra. So I okay. guess that has to become our number seven, Alex. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then my number five, my number five was Gamera versus Giron. Um, and Terry Vicroy on Twitter, um, who is a loyal listener, I really enjoy uh, talking with Terry. He says Gamera versus Giron is his favorite. It encapsulates what I've enjoyed the most about these movies. It's cheesy, but always felt sincere in the best ways. And what's not to like about Giron? He has a knife for a head. I think that makes him a cut above the rest. Yeah. See what you did there, Terry. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And I like uh, his description. I, I like Giron. I do, but it is number five on my list. Where's it, what's what's your number five, Alex? My number five is uh virus. Okay. Or virus. So that makes virus number six on our joint list then. Yes. For sure. Yep. Okay. Well then what was your number four? <laughs> Hard to believe, but Baragon is actually my number four. Okay. All right. I know. It's a little bit of a twist for everybody. <laughs> that is a bit of a twist. Uh, why do you have it at number four? I mean, again, this is where the, these are all pretty fun movies, but I think this one really drags in the middle for me. It's where, where I really like everything before Gamera even shows up, where they go to the island. It's a lot of fun. I like all the Onodera stuff, but there's a long period of time where they're trying to lure Baragon and it completely loses me. Mm. And I'm just, mm-hmm. I, I lose all interest. And then the battle is, it's decent. I like the effects when they fight in the city, but when it comes to the final battle, it's all right. It, but they don't figure out how to use Gamera until Gauss, I feel like, in terms of fighting. Well, I will say that Baragon definitely comes a little higher on my list. My number four is Gamera Space Monster. Like, that's okay. not even right. I'm, I'm, now I'm mixing Super up Monster. Space Woman and Super Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Gamera Super Monster. Um and I received an interesting response. Um, this person, Vanilla Sorbet, sent me a private message. I don't think he or she wanted to post this <laughs> in defense of Super Monster on the timeline, which I, which I understand. I get I'm worried it. about. Yeah, yeah. Wait till we um, post our stuff. <laughs> but it says Gamera Super Monster is one of my favorite films, not just of the Gamera series. And the reasons are the stock footage from the previous films. Uh, is like a greatest hits album, right? After nine years, after an absence of nine years, it's a nice recap and reminder. Number two, I like the new song. I wish there were new songs in each film. I like the new song too. It's it's quite the hit it in is. this household. Right? <laughs> and then number three, Kalara and Company's transformation move, their cat box home, their electric organ that opened a portal to save Kichi. What is not to love? So... Gamera's Super Monster was my number four, but it looks like it's going to shift into our number five spot. You know, Eric, I'm willing Uh to negotiate. Okay. All right. I'm willing to negotiate. Um, What number is Super Monster for you? It is my number four, and it was your number six, so it falls into our number five spot. How about we put Super Monster at four, and I'm willing to put something at five. Okay, well, what do you have at number four, Alex? Number four, I have Baragon. 
at four. Okay, well, what do you have at three? Giron. All right, so that would shift into our joint number five. Is that all right with you? That is fine with me. We've got to give Super Monster some love, I think. I know. I, I really I really did like it. And the more it's one of those movies where the more I think about it, the more I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I know. I agree. What, what was your number what three? What about your number three? Well, my number three was Giron. That's right. Which That's you right. just talked me out of, which is again, I mean, it's got the knife head. It's got my it's got probably the best design of a monster in this series, I think. Yeah. No, no, I think you're right. Um, and the ice planet. Which we haven't yeah. even talked about. I love the ice planet for Giron. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My number three was Gamera versus Jiger, um, which was a was a surprise that, that I liked it as much as I did. Um, I think David, who once again we're having on for MVM Plus today, I think he does a good job at uh, summarizing some of my feelings about it. He says, "I was definitely surprised by versus Jiger." I'm with Eric. The idea of an ancient threat hooks me more than the generic alien of the week trope. It had some memorable memorable characters, didn't suffer from a bloated plot, and had the infamous Destral. What more could you ask for? I agree. It's definitely infamous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what is at your number two? Is is Gamma versus Jiger at your number two, Alex? It it sure is. Nice. Nice. So I... We'll we'll see um, where it falls here. I'm guessing it's gonna. I think it might fall at three, or it might make its way up to number two actually, because my number two uh, is Gamera versus Baragon, which was lower for you. Right? Yeah, so it's gonna be so three I, for you. Yeah, so I think Gamera versus Jiger moves into our joint spot number two, and Gamera versus Baragon moves into our joint spot number three. But let me tell you. Baragon has some love on Twitter. James Davies says, <laughs> it's just a straight up good movie and a good contender against the Godzilla movies of, of the time. There's no mm-hmm. goofiness. Well, rainbow death rays aside, no kitty stuff, just a golden era monster movie in the vein of Mothra versus Godzilla or invasion of Astro monster. Agreed. Right? Mm. Uh, yeah. Thomas Fairchild says Gamma versus Baragon is his favorite. It's, it sports a nice blend of interesting characters, dynamic monster action, a surprisingly mature plot and a smooth pace. And lastly, Zimzilla says, got to go with Gamera versus Baragon due to it having the perfect mix of Gamera, the giant monster's derivative formula and that essence that makes the show of Gamera films what they are. Mm. One other person, Dennis Smith said this barely edged out ahead of Gamera versus Gauss. Ah. So I think for us though, uh, we are both really high on Jiger that moves into our two spot Gamma versus Baragon moves into our third spot, and it sounds like we both have the same as our number one spot, Alex. It's, it's been a while since we've had the same movie at number one, I think. This is true. This is true. So why is Gamma versus Gauss your top film of the Showa era? I, I, I think this is where they had the budget they wanted. They mm-hmm. had finally figured out how to make Gamma able to fight. They have an interesting kid who knows how to solve all the world's problems, which is the first movie in the series to really have that child that knows everything possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got it's got really awesome effects. It's got a spinning death where they have to. It's got like that really goofy. We got to get Gauss spinning because he can't move if he's spinning. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. sure. And then there's a genuine threat to Gamera, but he feels powerful as well. 
where I think some of the later movies make him weaker, like a little too mm-hmm. weak. And then eventually he gets stronger again. But I yeah. think Gauss just hits all of the elements. Not perfectly, but pretty close, especially for a show yeah. era game, Raphael. I, I'm with you. Um, here's the thing, Alex. Well, I think it does well. I actually think Baragon is probably the best made of all of the show era films. It's not my favorite. Gamma versus Gauss is my favorite. But what Ga- Gauss does that Baragon doesn't is it really is a good representation of the series as a whole as well, right? Because it brings in that child element um, and a little bit of the just complete and utter wild ride element of the rest of the series. Um, our friend Jack said that Gamera versus Gauss was his favorite. It's a great balance between the more mysterious tone of Baragon and the asinine insanity of the latter movies. And I definitely <laughs> agree with his assessment there. Gamera yeah. versus Gauss is our number one Showa era camera film. So yeah. to recap, Alex. Yeah. So uh, do you want to recap? You want me to recap? I'll recap. So going from to from the bottom to the top, we got Gamera, the Invincible at number eight, Zegra at number seven, Virus at number six, Giron at number five, uh, Gamera Super Monster at number four. I can't believe it got all the way up there. Uh, Baragon at number three, Jiger at number two, and Gauss at number one. And there we've had it. Mm. The definitive ranking of the Gamera Showa era films. No ifs, (laughs) ands, or buts. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Alex. Next week, we have Gamera, Guardian of the Universe. The start of the Heisei trilogy, which I have heard so much about. Um, are you needing to think of a rhyme real quick? Do I need to go first? I have thought of one on the spot already. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Yeah. Next is, is Gamera, Guardian of the Universe. Will it be a curse or will it make me want to put out some more verse? Is. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is, will Gamera, Guardian of the Universe, live up to the hype or Gauss come in to swipe and gripe? Mm. We mm-hmm. shall see. And you jumped ahead, so you've already is, seen it, which is really there great. There is here. a lot of hype. There is a lot of there hype. There is a lot Gamera, of hype. Guardian of the Universe. We'll see if it lives up to it next week, Alex. But uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MVM underscore pod. We're on Letterboxd. Well, I'm on Letterboxd at Eric Neely. You can email us. <laughs> I'll be on, I'm on Letterboxd at Al Cornette, I think. Uh, sometimes. Uh, you can email us, mvmpod <laughs> at gmail.com. Or leave us feedback at mvmpod.com. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mvmpod and receive weekly bonus off-the-cuff episodes this week uh, with David from Kaiju Apostle. And if you feel so led, like we said last week, leaving us a review on iTunes really helps. Your review will be read on the show if you leave it for us. Lastly, Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornette. Michael Herndon is executive producer. Special thanks to our wives, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, Senor Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next week, try, try to, to stay, stay alive.
I did somehow offend somebody. Yeah, well, there it is. Um, 